0: Once again, you're listening to X-Ray FM at KXRY Portland and KQACHD3 Portland at 107.1 and 91.1 FM, streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. You're just tuning out of the Groove Theory Mix Show, and you're tuning in to Night School with Bobby D, a very special edition. We have some royalty in the house tonight one of those being the one the only Miss Shirley Nanette. Shirley. Welcome to the program.
1: Hi everybody Thank you Bobby. So happy to be here.
0: Yeah, it's a treat and we're gonna spend the hour listening back to some of Shirley's music in anticipation of a special event she has coming up uh, next Saturday August. August, April thirteenth. <laughs> I'm getting way ahead of myself. <laughs> well,
1: wait a minute, now you mean I've been rehearsing? I know. Right. You know it like.
0: But hey, don't let me get too far ahead because we also have some special, special edition folks in this building who you need to know about if you don't already. First off, the mayor of Albina, Mr. Paul Nall, Sr. What's good, Paul?
2: Everything's good, Bobby. Thank you for the invitation. It's nice to be here tonight.
0: Of course. And the boogie cat himself is sitting right next door, Mr. Norman Sylvester.
3: Meow meow to you, Bobby. <laughs> great, great to be here with you. Thanks for the invitation.
0: Of course. We are going to have some fun tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Once again, just stay tuned. We're going to listen to some tracks from this historic record, Never Coming Back, happening once again April 13th at Holocene. Shirley will perform this record. And here you can get a little taste of what she was doing in 1972. You're listening to x ray FM, where radio is yours. All right, you heard it right here, Night School with Bobby D. We've got Shirley Nanette in the building. That was a track called Give and Take from 1972 on Sitara Records. I wish you folks could have heard what was happening off mic just now.
3: Because <laughs>
0: <laughs> this woman has still got it. It
3: was rocking. It was rocking.
0: we got Norman Sylvester in the building. We've got Mr. Paul Knoll Sr. Shirley, what do you remember about this record?
1: Everything. Yeah? Everything. From the time that we... Do you want me to go on
0: Go on, please.
1: From the time that we the concept was uh, arrived and the conversations we'd have discussing what the tune was about and what it meant, I mean, we'd go into deep conversations about it and then we'd get back to practicing again, you know, and uh, it was it was wonderful.
0: Yeah, this is a uh, you and Hank sworn uh, the record never coming back. and uh, wow. So so many cuts there. So many featured players. Dale Smith on drums. Mm-hmm. You've got, um, of course, Hank Sworn, songwriter, guitar player, as well as uh, Thera Memory arranging most of the horns on there.
1: Dan Mason.
0: This is one of the only records that made it out during that time. Norman's got another one, Rated X. Back in the day, one of the only other uh, North Portland records that you know made it out. There's so many that didn't, and uh, you know I'm so grateful. That we can now listen to these today because half the music I come across in, in my work, uh, digging deep into this, is was on a reel to reel and it's mm-hmm. sitting around somewhere in somebody's basement or fantastic music. But I'm glad the folks that can get to hear this.
1: Me too. I yeah. really am. You know, it was a it was a journey. You know, because we really didn't know uh, what to do. Al and I took a trip to California, to Wally Heider Studios. You know? This
0: this was your husband. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, he was my partner.
0: Partner you know? at the time, yeah.
1: And so, uh, you know, we went to Wally Hyder Studios in uh, California, you know, and everything. And uh, uh, that was through uh, uh, Jack Hal, who used to play a piano solo at the Benson Hotel. Okay. And so he knew Wally. And so we took a trip down there and, and everything. We, you know, we got a little interest, you know. Al, Al shopped it around as much as he knew how, because we were novices at everything, you know. And um, we got a write-up in Billboard magazine.
0: You know, I saw this. I found this on the internet recently. Oh. 1973, like January, late January. Mm-hmm. This record, Favorable, yeah. Yeah, it was a favorable review of Never Coming Back. Young enterprising soul singer out of Portland, Oregon, Miss Shirley Nanette. world <laughs> needs to know about her. Here we are 40 years later talking about it.
1: 47 years. For, okay, oh, yeah. I
0: stand corrected. <laughs> See, I didn't take I didn't take math past about 6th grade, yeah, so you got to Well, you
1: know what? I was thinking about it. I'm going It was for, for, for 40 years. So I pulled out my calculator. Oh. <laughs> not, not the calculator. Yes, the calculator cuz everything is there's so much has been going on, you know. Yeah. And um, I'm going almost 50 years.
3: But look at the, I was only two. At that blessing, though, you still got it. Thank you, sweetheart. Oh, so you do you. You still have it. You, know.
1: you do too. I mean, you know, it's it's wonderful to hear boogie cat. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, really, I, I you know, I miss going to Halibuts over on Alberta. Oh, I missed that. Place. I mean, golly, yeah. you know, I mean, that was such a fun place to play in. The food was excellent. Uh, the 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 person that owned the the place, you know, he was wonderful to all of the musicians. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be crowded in there. It was a small place, but it was intimate and yeah. it was fun.
0: Yeah. Speaking of fun spots, I think uh Paul Knowles knows a thing of, or two about fun, running fun. a fun spot here in town. Oh yeah. And and a thing or two about stuff that happened 47 years ago.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I
2: remember, you know, back in the day, the Cotton Club 1963 is when I came to town, July 4th, 1963, wow. and uh, by the middle of uh, September, we were open and running, and the show started, the artists start coming to town, it was the only place on the nightclub with wall to wall, soul. you know, yeah. uh, we, we were very, very blessed, was able to put that together. And everybody wanted to come down to the Cotton Club, and they did, young and old. I just had to kick out the young. They just kept coming. They just kept coming. Just
1: before they turned 21. <laughs> well, once once
2: they once they turned 21, sometimes I asked them for their ID, and then I was I would you know get on them. For, You've been coming in here all this time. Well, I had my sister's ID, so you didn't. Well, I looked just like my sister. You didn't know, and I didn't know. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, we had some great days back in that time. We sure did. It's,
0: it sounds like Shirley might have uh, made it in yeah, in I those made it early in, years. I made
1: it in for a little while. You know, I mean, I put on all this heavy makeup on, uh, the eyebrows, and all the stuff that goes on your eyes, and tried to dress up like I was older, you know, and act like I was older. But just before I turned 21, he wouldn't let me in, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And I'm going, dang, I've been coming in here all this time and sneaking through there, you know, watching the floor shows, winning dance contests with Henry Kelly, you know. we we Remember when we won that? That's been a long... We won a dance contest, you know. I mean, people like Lee Mitchell, who was a wonderful, wonderful entertainer, and Patience Valentine. I mean, these people were artists, performers, you know. Uh, Lady uh, Java, you know, was she was he was beautiful i mean he was drop dead gorgeous. gorgeous and at the end you know he would come out and say that he was a guy and and a lot of the guys didn't believe him I and mean, some of them were just angry you know just
0: <laughs> ooh, drooling you know so many acts that came through the cotton club it's it's mm-hmm. it's a wonder norman you i mean at this time you're playing a group called Rated X or shortly thereafter well
3: thereafter it was uh in 9 in seven. 63. I was just graduating. Okay. Class of 63 from Jefferson. But my friend Frankie Redding, who was a youngster, that had to wait in the kitchen to play for Billy Larkin back in those days. Oh, wow. So I'd, I wasn't down around the Cotton Club in those days. My, my Rated X thing didn't happen until 69. That's when I hit. I was, started a truck trucking company down on Swan Island in 68. And I started that band in 69.
0: Now was the Multnomah Hotel Band before that then?
3: That was before that. Yeah. That was right out of high school. That was Mm -hmm. with Isaac Scott and Frankie Redding was blowing saxophone then and not playing piano. Wow. Okay. He was blowing a horn, little Frankie, the funk master.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. And you said he was playing for Billy Larkin. How was he doing that?
3: Um, Paul can tell you that. Billy was not able to show for the show and Paul kind of put Frankie to work. Yeah, Frankie,
2: the best thing about Frankie, and Frankie, I hope you're doing well. He's having Mm. a little health issues now. But uh, we we put Frankie to work, and Frankie loved it. So he says, uh, I'm going to quit school. I'm going to quit high school and come to work full-time. I says, no, Frankie, you won't. You won't work here if you quit high school. You're going to have to graduate. Then you can come to work at the Cotton Club. So he went on and did his number until he graduated, and just a great, great, great musician, Mm -hmm. you know. He really was. And a great
1: personality. Oh, my God, I guess.
2: That B3 organ, to me, that's the most beautiful instrument. Sorry. Sorry about your guitar. But (laughs) that that, that, that B3 is the
5: baddest instrument that I've ever seen. Yes, yes. yes.
0: Well, speaking of Billy Larkin and, and, you know, that organ, uh, Billy's featured on this record, Never Coming Back. Let's play a tune and jump back on mic in a moment. This is one called Tropic of Love. You're listening to Shirley Nanette with Norman Sylvester and the mayor of Albina, Mr. Paul Nalls, Sr. This is X-Ray FM, where radio is yours.
1: Welcome aboard TransLove
6: Airlines. Please fasten your seatbelts and observe no smoking signs. Where you can find a new day Tropic of Love Sometimes I feel like I'm living in a dream world So many things that I don't understand Sometimes I feel like a lonely stranger Far from home in a distant land Sometimes it feels like the time is passing faster Sometimes so slow Sometimes I feel that I've got it all together Then again sometimes I really don't know There are way that I do. Sometimes I feel it's my imagination telling me, baby, you love me too. There are that the future holds a promise sometimes i feel like i'm living in the past but when i stop and i think it over the present is the only thing that will last your name is written in the book of freedom your name is written in the book of freedom your name is written in the book of freedom and i hope that you
4: and i
0: Once again, we are live in studio with Shirley Nanette, the boogie cat Norman Sylvester, and Mr. Paul Knowles, the mayor of Albina, doing it right, listening back to some songs from Shirley's 1972 record, written up in Billboard, Never Coming Back. This some tunes in there, and that last one, Sometimes. There's some cosmic stuff happening on there. Uh, off mic, we were talking about... Um, Billy Larkin, we were talking about Hank Swarm. We we're talking about a lot of those players, and and Hank Swarn, you know, really ought to be recognized and given credit, uh, you know, for his compositions on this record. Uh, Shirley, Norman, Paul, how do you remember remember Hank?
2: Oh, <coughs> I'll start out. Oh yeah yeah. The first night, um, got the Cotton Club and got it ready to open up. Uh, Hank walked in, of course, with that voice, man. This is cool. This is cool. <laughs> you know, yes, he was. Uh, he was. He was uh, the opening night when we opened the Cotton Club. Um, Hank was the guitar player, you know, and uh, it, it was just nice. Always had a pleasant thing to say. Always was, you know, complimentary about the entertainers. So I really loved Hank, and he was. He was. He was the man. He was the man.
0: Really incredible guitarist, and at that time was playing with Billy Larkin and the Delegates uh, at, at your club, Paul. Shirley, you and Hank hooked up uh, in the mid to late 1960s and, and soon this record would happen. Perhaps you could share a little bit about, you know, what, what that was like.
1: He was a very sensitive man that spoke his mind. He was gentle. He was tolerant to a point.
0: I'm sure. <laughs> because...
1: because as his daughter and I talk about, he liked the colorful language. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, he he just did, hey, you know, because... I mean, we'd be talking on the phone, you know, I'd take him to the grocery store and different things like that, you know. But back when we met, he was with a lady named Kim Gay, who was an exotic dancer, you know. And we still touch bases right now, you know. And he was just... There's not a lot of people like, a, a, there's not very many Hank Sworns. Yeah. I'll put it like that. He was real. Everything about him was real. He was not phony. He was not pretentious. He was not boisterous. He was not self-gratifying. He was, he was Hank. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of times in one's life, we're lucky to meet somebody of that caliber and be friends with them, you know. He, he became like my big brother. Yeah. You know, I mean, we could talk about anything, and what we talked about, it was between us. You know, it wasn't between everybody.
0: It know? shows so much in his music, too, that intimacy. You were talking off Mike a little bit about what he was studying and a lot of the, um, you know, the consciousness that he was tapping into when, when writing much of this record with you. Yes. Um, could you speak to that a yes, little bit?
1: Yes, you know, we... Matter of fact, he got me a few books and, and I got some on my own, you know, uh, Bahiba Gita and Zen Flesh, Zen Bones. It was talking about centering peacefulness within you. And, you know, I find myself in the age I am now passing that along in a Christ way. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I try to uh, it, inspire young people don't give up. Don't give up. You know, there were people that you know and people that you don't know that will say negative things to you. And this is what I tell them. And I got I know this came from Hank. I know it did. He just beamed it on down. Beam it up, to Scotty. You know? <laughs> and, and, and it's like when when no matter what uh, work capacity that you're in, if you have a dream, stay focused on that dream. Yeah. Um, it, you'll have many different jobs on the way to your dream. But you will run into people who are you have that negativeness about them, maybe they're having a bad day, or maybe they're just that way all the time. So I tell them, it just it just came to me. So I tell them, I say, you know what? This is what you do. First of all, you hold on to your dream, you stay focused, you keep your customer service skills because they'll take you anywhere you want to go. And anybody who has worked in any capacity as far as food service or working with the public and so on, et cetera, will tell you the same thing. That goes so far, and so I tell them. I said, now when someone is coming at you in a negative way, whether you know them or you don't know them, then here's what you do. You listen for as long as you can tolerate listening to it, <laughs> and, and but then you you don't say a word, and then you say, okay, and then as you turn to walk away, you say, God bless you. Well, they're standing. Imagine a cartoon head. <laughs> with question marks coming all out the top of it because they can't figure why you didn't engage in that but you have to remember that's not your stuff yeah that's theirs and so when you leave to go home you're not thinking about it on the way home you can sleep that night you, you're not restless you might think about it otherwise if you engaged in that that turmoil then you're going to be thinking about it every now and then. If it's somebody you know, every time you think about them, it, ugh, you, you get that tightness stuff going on inside of you. And so so they're standing there trying to figure out why you didn't engage with them. And I tell them, because it's not your stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the teachings of a Zen and Bahiva Gita, which is an Indian religion you know it it kind of teaches you to kind of not to to be a part of something that isn't yours
0: and I think I hear a little bit of that in the tune give and take uh that we played earlier Mm -hmm. uh there's there's so much of uh the elements of what you're describing buried in this record it's just waiting for folks to to hear a little bit about that uh Norman Sylvester you have something to add
3: yeah, I, I just want to say that Hank uh, was my hero, and so I looked up to him as a guitar player, you know. and me too. Uh, I would go to visit him, you know, when he decided he wasn't going to play music anymore. And my hero guitar player turned out to be my cheerleader. He said, Norman, I've been watching what you've been doing out there, man. You're doing great. I said, Come on, Hank, show me, give me some lessons, show me some stuff. He said, you got your, your style. You're doing your thing. You're going to create your thing. That's what you got to do. And he had guitars in the rack. But also in the other room, he had a pile of paperback books. He was an avid reader. So mm-hmm. he was very, very in tune with life and what was going on around the world. And he was very uh, avid reader. So I really just respect him for just being that guy. Mm-hmm. Hank, every time I saw him, you know, I'd run into him or I'd go by and visit him. And we just hung out, man, and uh, I, I was watching um, It Takes a Thief years ago with Robert Wagner and uh, Stephanie Powers, and this combo is sitting in the corner playing music at this uh, cocktail party. It was Hank Swan, Mel Brown, and uh, what, Earl Garner? Earl Grant. Earl Grant. Earl Grant. Earl Grant. Oh, Earl really? Grant. In the yeah. movie? In the in, film? In the, in the TV show. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, that's my guy right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's something. On oh, the TV show. So, yeah, he was uh, he was Hank. No
0: Actually, kidding. Yeah. He was well, amazing. Well, amazing. One, wonderful person. Uh, rest in, in power, Mr. Hank Sworn. Yes. Paul Knowles, you have a little something to add to that?
2: Yeah, I was at um, probably where you took him shopping up at Albertson's up there on, uh, on Prescott. And uh, I looked at this guy. I hadn't seen him for maybe 10 years. And I said, excuse me, sir, I used to be Paul Knowles. Did you used to be Hank Swart? He just, <laughs> he, fell out. he just fell out. He said, "Oh, you know me. I said, Dad, I haven't seen you for so long. So that was so nice to run into him. Yeah. You yeah. Know, because yeah. we all used to be somebody. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, certainly,
5: certainly.
1: And you know what? It's, it's like when Hank was my hero, too. He was really my hero. He was, I've had two that I could call best friends, a male and a female. And and the first one was Hank and the second one was Louise Burton. You know. And and let me tell you, it it, it is such there's so many things that I do and so many things that I can't watch on TV because we would talk during the commercials about it and then we'd hang up and watch some more and then we'd call each other again, <laughs> you know, and, and it was like uh, I have so many great memories of Hank, of his talent and his intelligence and his faithfulness as a person. And if he said something, you could take it to the bank and cash it, you know, because if he told you no, that's what he meant. and There's no doubt about that. But also Hank was a giver. You know, every time I took him to the grocery store, he always had to try to, He always wanted to give me twenty dollars for gas, you know, and, and then send me home with some groceries that he had in the house. And I'm going, Hank, but I don't need. Oh, take it. Try this and try that. All these different kind of snacks. When he passed, his daughter told me that he had candy bars in every jacket that he had. <laughs> you know, and, and because he was, he had a sweet tooth. You know, and he was a very finicky eater. But he he was Hank. No one could deny who he was because he was that kind of guy. He was that kind of guy.
0: Once again, you're listening to Night School. We're in studio with Shirley Nanette, Paul Knowles, Norman Sylvester, and we are discussing uh, the Never Coming Back record of Shirley's from 1972, written uh, primarily by Hank Warren along with Shirley, a wonderful uh, piece of Albina music history, And just a wonderful piece of music. This next track is one called Heaven on Earth. We'll jump back on Mike in just a moment. You're listening to Night School with Bobby D here on X Ray FM, where radio is yours.
1: Have you ever done the band court thing?
0: Once again, you're listening to X-Ray FM Night School with Bobby D. here in studio with the one and only Shirley Nanette. We've got Norman Sylvester and Mr. Paul Knowles Sr., the mayor of Albina, here in studio. <laughs> We're doing this one more time, and, uh, you know, it's all for a good cause. On, on April 13th, uh, just a Saturday away or two, we've got Shirley performing selections from all the music you've been hearing uh, this hour of a record called Never Coming Back, 1972 recording on Sitara, records straight out of north portland and again a wonder that we're doing this 47 years later uh the event is at holocene it will feature uh tony ozier and the albina soul review band some real heavy hitters in in that group um we also have norman in to talk about an event uh that has been going for some time i mean this is a big to do the Healthcare for all Oregon inner city blues festival features the Norman Sylvester review it goes down April 27th of this month uh, so many folks coming out to represent uh, the blues scene in Portland which runs so deep right. I mean Folks come out for the Waterfront Blues Festival from all over the country, but the Inner City Blues Festival is something pe- that people need to know about.
3: It's a great festival, and stems stems so off of the old Inner City Blues Festival, which started out in 1988 as jam for Jesse, for Jesse Jackson when he ran for president. And we didn't get an a African-American president until 20 years later. So we ran that festival after that for 12 years, and it went away, and the remaining members of the Rainbow Coalition was got into the healthcare movement and they called me and said let's get the band back together. That was eight years ago. So now we're at the eighth annual Inner City Blues Festival, Healing the Healthcare Blues. Tickets at the Ticket Tomato dot com on April twenty seventh. Doors open at five o'clock and we go to eleven o'clock. We got LaRon Steele Norman Sylvester with Guitar Generations. We got myself with Tevis Hodge and Timothy James, who are two young guitar players, so my show of finale with these young cats. we got Renato Caranto, Lananne, Sylvester Miller, uh, the Bayou Boys with Lloyd Jones. We've got uh, Boco Alegria, which is a Brazilian dance group. Uh, Richard Arnold singing some jazz over on the small stage. Community Village, a Silent Auction. Mr. Paul Knowles, who is our celebrity greeter and MC <laughs> extraordinaire. <laughs> Renee Mitchell is MC. And we got food Barbecue and you know the whole thing. We got it going on over there, man. So what
0: more could you want? I'm
3: mm-hmm. telling you. And the thing is that care is a human right. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm I'm a survivor of four hip surgeries. Wow. So I know what a second mortgage looks like to get your healthcare paid for. And I'm still, it's like a student loan. You never get it paid for, you know. And a lot of folks are just a one uh, doctor's visit away from a, a bad news and. Uh, bankruptcy for a lot of health care needs so universal health care i think is the solution Uh, everybody in nobody out that's the reason for this festival and i just want people to come out and support it that's all we can do and you know it's just about a hug and a smile and helping your fellow man and let's trying to make it better for our kids and our grandkids man so they don't struggle like we're struggling right now for health care.
0: Certainly. And this is the 8th annual eighth uh, Inner City Blues Festival. It goes down April 27th. Could you let us know the venue, address, those kind of things? It's the North
3: Portland Eagles Lodge on Exeter and Lombard. North Lombard. Right across from the Les Schwab. Right there. Big parking lot. Lots of parking. We'll have parking attendance there. Uh, it's just a wonderful venue, man. And the Eagles donate the lodge to us. So just know that we have a lot of community sponsorships, partnerships and that's a blessing there just to have the community Mm -hmm. behind us and paul's been with us from the beginning when i say the beginning i'm talking about the 1988 beginning all the way out to now so we've been doing this journey together
0: clearly the seed was planted many moons ago
3: and renee mitchell got her in there she's a spoken word um poet author published author She'll be there for the MC work. What about and w-
1: Shirley Nanette doing Three Blind Mice? Three Blind
3: Mice. <laughs> 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 yeah, we we were talking to Michael Chappy uh, Bryce about uh, being a co MC as well. So. Okay. Because Ken Body has been there for the last few years, but he's going back to Cornell University. Uh, there's a fraternity that he uh, helped originate, and he's going back for a reunion there.
0: Wonderful, and once again, tickets available uh, at—is it Ticket Tomato? Ticket Tomato. Tomato. So for folks out there, Inner City Blues Festival uh, with Norman Sylvester, uh, benefit for Health Care for All Oregon, um, celebrating universal health care, health care as a human right. Uh, Anything to add to that? Wow,
1: that—that's absolutely—that's absolutely absolutely wonderful. Um, I totally agree with you 100 percent about the need for this and it's been too long in coming about, and we just have to keep praying that it does come to fruition. You know, with all the hard work and input that's been uh, created in this, you know, this is a, it's a must, much needed, Yeah.
3: for all. The right to a routine examination so you don't go and find out you, ha- you have something that you've had for years. Mm-hmm. You know, that right there in itself. People say, I can't afford to go get my physical. You know, they need to have that. You know Or my so,
1: eyes you know. checked yeah. or my yeah, so. whatever it is.
0: Well, hey, I have, a, I have a tune that, you know, might speak to this on, on some sort of symbolic level. This is one of Normans from way back in the day. This is a tune from a group called Rated X. It's called What You Gonna Do About It? And we've got Norman in studio. He might tell you a little something about that. We are at about eight to the hour. Uh, Liquid Beat up next. Uh, Stay tuned. You've been listening to Night School with Bobby D here at X Ray FM, or radio, is yours.
5: But well, last night I saw you with my best friend, darling. And I'm just sitting around here wondering what I'm gonna do. And this is what the
0: Once again, you're listening to Night School with Bobby D. Here in studio with Shirley Nanette, Norman Sylvester, and Mr. Paul Knoll, Sr., the mayor of Albina. We are doing it and doing it right. And we are about at the end of this hour. It has been a dream to have all of you in the studio at one time. Who would have thought it could yeah. happen?
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, thanks for
3: inviting us all at the same time. Man, oh, anytime. It was a, just a wonderful time, mm-hmm. man. Just I'm sta- enjoying it. stars align. Me too. Can I add quickly? Please Clarence do. Rogers. Was yeah. a singer on uh, that And he's, he's moved back here from Atlanta He's in Portland, Oregon right now Oh, no kidding So we got two rated X guys still in Portland uh, Donnie Miller and Clarence They still live here in Portland
0: An original wow. record uh, from the neighborhood From, yes. what was that, 69? Yes, that sound. Sixty-nine. yeah
3: That
1: and, was before my time
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on now R-A-T-E-D
0: X. That's that's the one. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And this hour, we've been listening back to tunes from Shirley's Never Coming Back LP from 1972. Features so many great folks, and you can hear it live uh, next Saturday, April 13th, at Holocene. Um, Once again, Shirley, just a joy to have you in the studio. Tell us more.
1: This has been absolutely wonderful. Uh, This was a wonderful setting as always you are just the best
0: oh my pleasure it's we're doing this together
1: yeah i and so i hope you all come out to Holocene, which is on southeast
0: 1001 southeast morrison street
1: and 10th 10th and morrison
0: 10th and morrison yeah
1: and i heard it's on the corner right
0: on it's corner. it's right on the corner uh yeah it's going to be surely 10 p.m. that night with the albina soul review uh headed by band director tony ozier We're going to have John Kirby DJing of the Numero group uh, in town from North Carolina. Mm. It's going to be a great, great night. JW Friday will be our master of ceremony. And rumor has it, Mr. Paul Knowles might even make an Uh appearance. You never know. You never know what's (laughs) going to happen. So once again, please stay tuned. You've got Liquid Beat coming up. Ace Selectors, Matt Nelkin, Namu. Stay tuned, folks. You've been listening to X-Ray FM with Shirley Nanette, Paul Knowles, Norman Sylvester. And we do appreciate you all being here.
1: Thank Thank you. you. God bless you you all. Be safe. Thank Thank you. you. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you.
0: This is a tune called All of Your Life from Never Coming Back. Keep it funky, Portland. You're listening to X-ray FM, where radio is yours.
1: Ah, Norman, that was so cool.